Like the buds on a birch tree in spring, another Newfoundland Mi'kmaq community band has burst back to life. In Elmstuqueg, Bay of Islands, we speak with the chief. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 213, made possible with listener support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Matters. From the southwest to the northeast, community bands have started or are springing back to life after being dormant for many years. They include status and non-status Mi'kmaq people and provide an on-the-ground community connection to culture and, in many cases, services, such as food assistance. The newest is on the south shore of the Bay of Islands, the area known as Elmstugweg, and the name of a community band that was active before the establishment of Halibu and then faded. But the band is back. Nearly 50 people showed up at a meeting in Benoist Cove earlier this month. They elected as chief Terry Green. It was also the Halibu Ward Councillor for Benoist Cove Ward. We spoke with Terry Green about why people have brought the band back to life and what projects are in the works. And we're joined by Terry Green, who is the Halibu Ward Counselor for Benoist Cove Ward. And uh, Terry, you have a new title now, an additional title, Chief of the uh, Revitalized Benoist Cove uh, Band, Indian Band, uh, I think in the past known as the Elmstuqueg uh, Band. Um, and uh, this earlier this month, you had a meeting down at Benoist Cove. Uh, I see on Facebook there were 47 people in attendance, which is a good crowd in uh, in Ben Moscow for a community meeting. 41 eligible voters. Um, so let's uh, start by giving people some uh, some history of the band uh, in Ben Moscow. And um, for listeners, uh, a bit of a geography lesson here. We're talking about uh, the community of Ben Moscow on the south shore of the Bay of Islands. Uh, down the bay from Cornerbrook. Um, and um, I suppose, Terry, uh, many people in Benoist Cove would have come from Woods Island back in the day. There was a, an island in the Bay of Islands called Woods Island, a uh, bustling uh, community at one time, a lot, of, a lot of things going on off there. And then people were resettled. So a lot of people in Benoist Cove came from uh, Woods Island. Woods Island had a, you know, a lot of Mi'kmaq people lived off there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what do you know about the history of there being a, a community band in uh, in Benoist Cove? So, yeah, um, there was from my my whole life uh, up until the formation of Hollywood, of course. Um, there was always a band present um, uh, in the community. It's been incorporated itself since 1992 um so it's you know it's been around for a while um originally it was one of the nine fni bands from 
way back in the day. So, um, of course, when the formation of Hollywood happened, uh, I guess the directors in this band kind of took a step back. Uh, and that's where it was until recently, as you just mentioned, we had a meeting to um, revive the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, are you going to call the band uh, the Benoit, Benoit's Cove Band, or are you sticking with the former name uh, Elmas Duquick, or is that to be decided? Honestly, still to be decided. Uh, it's so new. I'm li- really just taking care of paperwork right now. So we haven't had to get any conversation, but we are very, very adamant on keeping the history. So I can't see a name change coming, but... Um, but that's to be decided. So tell us uh, about the meeting. Uh, a lot of people, 47 people. Um, and what, what did people have to say at the meeting? Uh, why, why did they come? Why did they, they take time out of their busy schedule to come to a meeting about uh, a new band in Benoit School? So we put it up notice. Um, it was kind of short notice. Um, you know, this day and age, uh, word spreads on Facebook and stuff. So we use that avenue to try and get some people to come out. Um, we also had some members of the community calling people saying, hey, we're going to have a meeting. This is a potential revival of the band. It's going to be new elect people elected. Hope you can come. And I guess word of mouth traveled enough and there was enough interest that we had uh, 47 people show up. So I was extremely excited. Mm. Uh, I could not believe, and I got goosebumps talking about it. There were so many people that came. Yes. Um, so during the meeting, uh, it started right off very quickly. We uh, you know, went right to business, we'll say. Um, we knew what we were there for. We were there for an election. So, you know, um, Erica Humbert, here was gracious enough to host the election and to ensure everything was done the way it should have been done and whatnot. Um, There was no other people running for chief, um, which I kind of expected. I've been kind of leading the pack and the torch here for a little bit. Uh, So people are, are getting excited with that and they're comfortable with that and they want I guess they want to see me continue in that role to, I guess, bridge both worlds. Mm. So that was um, not contested. There was no need, you know, it was um, that happened. You were acclaimed. I was acclaimed right at that moment. So we went on to the next one. And what really surprised me, Glenn, was there were so many people stepping forward with nominations. Mm. We had three, four, five people sometimes. Mm. It was astounding I just couldn't believe it um so we ended up doing that for every position the vice president there was three or four or five maybe that one was five um the treasurer there was three or four same with secretary and our member at large um so there was actual voting for those it was it was exciting there was a lot of excitement in the room people were really energized Mm. so um and what is the eligibility for being in the band? Uh, I suppose like the other community bands, it's for a status and non-status. So just because you don't have a status card doesn't mean you can't be a member of this band. Correct. 
Correct. And and for us, so again, very new. We I I just we just took this over. So obviously a review of the bylaws, the constitution, all that stuff has to happen yet. But according to the bylaws that were um, laid out right now, I guess, um, for the band, um, you don't have to be status. You have to be on the list. And as I'm sure you're aware, our list contains a lot of non-status, self-identified members because they were on the founding list. They were on the original list, but they never made it through to status. So they're still founding members in our band. And, and now all of this has to follow its way through because as the years went by, the membership list hasn't been updated and, and you know, the, the, the torch wasn't carried on. So um, we've got a lot of work ahead of us, but um, membership is definitely one of them. So in order to like, so when I went through the bylaws for the voting process, you have to live within the bounds of the band, which according to the bylaws, um, as they sit right now, is from halfway point to Lark Harbor, which I'm sure you are probably aware of, but some people aren't. Mm -hmm. And in order to vote, you have to reside within that. So there are members on that list who live in Pasadena Mm. now that weren't voting members, Mm. right? But they were on the list. So all of that, those things have to be reviewed. Because like I said, it haven't been active, I guess, in the community and actively... Um, doing these things for so long that it's it really needs to be all looked at yes. and we will mm-hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> what what were the activities of the band back in the day when the band was active and what do you see the band doing going forward because of course we have the the Halibu band uh, of which you are the ward counselor and then we have mm-hmm. the community band so mm-hmm. how do the two fit together and what is the what is the mandate of, uh, of the community band? So I guess the two fit together uh, because it's all about the members. It's all about the members. It's all about the membership. It's about what they need. And the members of this band and of Hollywood itself, of that war counselor hat that I wear, are a lot of the same members. They're, you know... Um, a lot struggling in the same ways. So I'm hoping and our and our goal is to help the community and help the members in there to be, uh, you know, maybe a little better off than they were. So having this band revived and this corporation number and this not like having this, we're able to go after money ourselves. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of maybe getting $5,000 from uh, a Halibu, um, incentive or a program or whatever they got. And we're grateful for that as well. Um, we might be able to apply our own for something through maybe um, I printed off a couple earlier today, actually, that I was looking at. Um, so like the Canadian Council for Arts, they have some programs and, you know, there's, there's different places that we could, different avenues that we could avail of to get some services and get some, get some help and some cultural standing and some awareness and some everything. I think we got to start yes. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and what's the, what's the profile of uh, people from, so basically the band is once you cross uh, Cook's Brook there, you're in uh, the Elmas yeah. Two Quig uh, band uh, area all the way down to Lark Harbor. So yeah. 
we're dealing with, uh, with a lot of seniors, a lot of seniors in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, not so many, maybe not so many young people uh, as as years ago, judging by the size of the the enrollment in the in the schools. So what what are the do you have a sense of the needs what people need? Oh, I know just from my work so far with many different hats, because, uh, you know, I'm also um, the president of the housing corporation here. So I kind of get different glimpses into different things um, through my various roles. Mm-hmm. So, so I do know that there's a desperate need, uh, especially for the vulnerable, the seniors, especially um, they're right now choosing between prescriptions and heat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some are, you know, what's the priority? Uh, um, there's some patients down here with terminal illnesses that can't afford a medication. Um, there's a member down here who is living in a house and with a wood stove that has a hole in the side of it. There's a lot of things that are, you know, it's a vast uh, amount of things, but those are just some of the ones that I've come up upon. And how do you help them? Um, and I guess it comes back to trying to do some local underground boots to ground uh, support, right? Yes. So that'll be, uh, there are some urgent, uh, urgent needs. And um, I suppose there's always, uh, people are, are also interested in culture, a lot of, um, oh, yes. a, a lot of, so I guess uh, another chance to, another opportunity to get together um, is always a good thing. Maybe there's value in just in that. Absolutely, Glenn. And you know what, recently, like in the last, since the word started to spread around town, I've had a number of males message and want to know if how they can get involved. And I and when it comes to the culture and stuff, men are generally a little harder to get on board uh, mm-hmm. than, than women. So I was really excited. I, and I still am really excited about that. And and I've started to make a list. So don't worry if you're listening and you've messaged me. I am coming to ask you to volunteer later. Don't worry. <laughs> But um, there, I was really excited about the amount of men that have stepped forward and said, Terry, how can I help? What can we do? So mm. I'm, I'm really optimistic for yes. the future, definitely. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, I guess, uh, and maybe it's men of the newer generation who are more willing to put themselves out there, you know, because when you, I think many people in that area want to be involved, but they feel a little reluctant to go to, you know, a powwow and, or where there's drumming because they're not, they're not used to it. So there's always a bit of reluctance to put yourself out there and maybe not be aware, you know, a little uncomfortable. So breaking down the, the uncomfortable level of making people feel comfortable in the cultural spaces, there's a project in that. Oh, that's a project in itself uh, right there. But the other thing is Glenn, a lot of people and men, and I'll go back to the men because they're so difficult sometimes to get on board with this stuff, but they're already practicing a lot of culture things and don't even realize it. Mm. They don't realize their hunting activities links back to their culture. Like, you know, they don't correlate the two together. Right. So I think some education around that mm. and, and education here in Benoit's Cove is where we need it, in Lark Harbor is where we need it because. Um, if we can get the information and the education and the knowledge to come to them, they'll be a lot more 
uh, inclined to take it and jump on the wagon, we'll say, you know, the, the education learning, it, it, you know, it's forever for everybody, really. It's, but I think if it came to them, it mm. would be more, um, more well received. And then they can correlate the two together and see how their daily wood cutting and all this stuff, they're fishing, all this, you know, they can relate it back. They just have never been educated. Right. Land, land is culture. Mm-hmm. And um, well, that's great. And so, and what are the, uh, so, and so what's the, what are the immediate plans? You have some administrative things to do there in terms of the books and all that. And then yeah. how do you see uh, things rolling out uh, from here? So we have to review our bylaws. It has to go back to the membership. There's the administration piece is going to take us a little little while. Um, We do have some of it done, started. Um, I'm I'm always picking at the next piece, the next piece, the next piece. Um, So after that is start getting some proposals and some funding. Uh, We want to get some activities. We want to get some stuff on the go. So um, like I said before, we got a lot of volunteers. Who, who put themselves, who, who were nominated, um, but didn't make it to the executive and are still really eager to help. So the next thing is to get our volunteers lined up and to start getting some proposals written and, and start getting some plans made for the future. Hmm. Well, that's great. And uh, for people uh, listening who live in the boundaries, uh, you know, uh, from Cooksbrook uh, down the uh, the South Shore there. Uh, you can find Tara Green on Facebook. She's very, very easy to find. Um, and uh, I'm sure My Tara... cell phone number is everywhere. So yes. um, don't be afraid to reach out. I'm only a phone call away or an email. And many hands make for light work. So uh, lots of work to be done. So uh, I'm mm-hmm. sure any extra hands would be, would be welcome. Greatly appreciated. Any mm-hmm. extra hands. Yes. Great, Terry. Well, uh, Thank you for, for chatting and good luck with the revitalized Elmas to Craig uh, community band. Thanks for thinking of us and inviting us on the show and, and we're excited to get started and you'll be hearing from us again. Don't worry. Terry Green, chief of the revitalized Elmas to Craig community band. And if you're a member of the Halibu band and live in the York Harbor or Lark Harbor area, Terry Green, wearing her ward councillor hat, is hosting two meetings on March 31st at 7 p.m. at the Town Hall in Lark Harbor, March 31st at 7 p.m., and a virtual meeting on April 5th at 7 p.m. Newfoundland time. tgreen at halibu.ca is her email and details on her Facebook page. That's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Rachel Dial is our researcher. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Emson Okamah.